0: I started sharing yesterday on time time and chance, time and chance, and we read from the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 9, verse 11, and Solomon says, I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill. But time and chance happeneth to them all. Hallelujah. So, you see, to all of us, there is one factor that determines our success. That determines us. The theme of ASOM this year is unprecedented productivity. There, is, there are two factors here. It talks of time and it talks of chance. Hallelujah. And from what we saw yesterday... I elaborated how the race is not actually for the swift. And I'll repeat today that not every green pasture is God's pasture. Hallelujah. Not every green pasture is God's pasture. Bible tells us in Psalms 23 verse 1, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He said, he maked me lie down in green pastures. Hallelujah. But not every green pasture is God's pasture. You can ask brother Lot. When he was with Abraham and his, he has been with, his prosperity even was tied to his connection to Abraham and Abraham had to tell him that they, they, they he had so prospered that his prosperity and his father's prosperity were having a clash. Their sheep did not have enough space. And what Abraham being a wise father said and knowing where the blessing lies told his son Lord if you go right I go left. If you go north I go south, choose. He lifted up his head and he looked towards Sodom. It was so green and fertile and he was swift to go and lie there. But not every green pasture is God's pasture. Hallelujah. And remember, is this same Abraham that had to come and rescue Lord from his green pastures? Abraham, who remained in the desert where there was no green pasture, had to come to rescue. This, you know, there are some people that use one method to go abroad. There are actually is people from here that need to rescue them. Hallelujah. So before you see green pastures and you dive in them, make sure you use your sense. Hallelujah. It's not every time that the iron is hot that you must strike. It's not every opportunity that you see that you must seize. There are some opportunities you have to let go. It's not because the brother has a jeep. And though you know he is not born again, that he, he proposes, and you say no. I you just accept. Say no, strike the iron Why it is so hot. Another sister can take him home. <laughs> you can be that swift, but by the time you enter the marriage, you will not finish that race. Amen. Bible even encourages us to be slow to speak. Slow to speak. So, and and you know, like I said yesterday, the, the strength the, 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 the battle is not for the strong. Do you know that some battles you have to actually you, you win them by losing? Like that he was telling us this morning. Amen. That if you are really a child of God, if you are really a Christian, and you don't feel like that time somebody can cheat you and go free, then if you have been winning all your battles, <laughs> then you are in trouble. Amen. Just remember, uh, uh, David. He was about to go and face Goliath, and an interruption came on the way. His family his elder brother who was there when he was anointed and was told he would become the next king of Israel. His elder brother rose up against him and started saying, who are you? Who do you think you are? Who are you to start saying that? What shall be given to the person that will slay this giant? And the brother said, go back and take care of the, those few sheep. That means there were not even many. Go and take care of those few sheep in the wilderness. David would have said, don't you know I am anointed? They all passed over your head and fell on me. Who are you to come and talk to me? David would have started to win that battle and lose the real battle he had to conquer. There are some battles you have to lose in order to win the better battle. The greater battles of life. Especially with family members. You can win some battles with your wife and her uh, in the, uh, okay. Amen. Let me not go there. <laughs> so, life. As I, as I was saying yesterday, our skill is not enough to guarantee our success. You know, we live in a time where there's enough of, enough knowledge. Enough, enough. And to an extent, we can build our faith around our professionalism. We can build our, our faith around our ability to predict the economy. We can build our faith around our skill. But remember, even Peter, a skillful fisherman went all night and could catch no fish. He knew where to throw the net. He knew to, when to go in the night when the fish don't see the net. But what did Jesus say? Go and launch in the deep during the day. During the day. And he went opposite to his professional skill. And that's when he had this catch. At times, what God will require for you to be productive will be opposite your professional training. Even opposite the thing you even studied in school. You may end up not even being productive in that master's you have. So how do we maximize time and chance? How do we maximize this? We must remember that life is in phases. Men are in sizes. Life is in different phases. Men are in different sizes. Don't try to compare yourself with somebody else. Hallelujah. Your time may not be another person's time. Your season may not be another person's season. Because all your colleagues are getting married must not mean you must get married. Because everybody you are related to is starting a ministry does not mean you must start your own. Life is in phases. Men are in sizes. So how do you maximize time and chance? Firstly, you must be a master of time. You must be a master of time. You know, even Jesus, when he came on earth, mastered time. Jesus did not just do things haphazardly. He knew that there was a time when I would start my ministry. He was not in a haste. John the Baptist was preaching and he knew his time had not yet come. He just submitted even to John the Baptist's ministry. Knowing that his time is yet to come. Even at the wedding feast at Cana, When his mother said, perform, these people, the wine is finished. You know, they need a miracle. They need something. Jesus said, woman, my time has not yet come. So you must master your th- the, the times and the seasons in your life. And some facts about time is that time is a law. Time is a law. Time can never be reversed. Time is not personal. You can't pause time in your life and allow time to be advancing for others. (laughs) As it's going, it's going for everyone. And all of us woke up with 24 hours in our pockets. God did not cheat anyone. There's no one who woke up this morning with 23 hours. You had 24 hours in your pocket what you do with those 24 hours determines what you become. Remember, the Bible says, physical exercise profited little. But spiritual exercise profited in this life and even in the life after. So where are you investing your time? Is it in this physical life? If you have to be productive, you must master your time. Time will never reverse for you. Yesterday will never come back. Yesterday is gone. You can never relieve yesterday. All you have is now and it's ticking. It's already ticking. It can never be reversed. If you don't understand time, you can never monetize time. If you don't understand time, you can never monetize time. You know, Africans don't understand time. Amen. That's why we waste time. If we have queues for everything, to sign one document, you can spend it. Even to make ID, you can spend the whole day. That's time you would have been at your business place making money. If you don't understand time, you can't monetize it. People count their money now in time, in hours. Because they have mastered it. Somebody sat and thought and said, wait, this thing, you know, we, we sleep, we rise up, we sleep, we rise up. We say, Can't we create a machine called a clock which can be measuring the number of dollars that are entering my account per day? Master your time. If you don't understand timing, you can abort your ideas. Hallelujah. I want you to know ideas have a lifespan. Ideas have a lifespan. And generally ideas are short-lived. There are some ideas that will come to you at a moment. That if you don't start implementing them, they will disappear. And even some of them, if you don't write like the ideas you are receiving during this awesome, if you don't pen them down, don't be shocked. By the time as some is finishing, you will not be able to remember even this session. Ideas have a lifespan. And a way to engrave them is by writing. Write the vision. Make it plain. That he that read it, if you don't write it, the next generation will not even remember it. But above all, I have good news for somebody. Hallelujah. You know, daddy, you know, my brother talked about wholesale. Let me also pick from wholesale. Hallelujah. No, you know, daddy spoke once and I've been meditating on that thing. Daddy preached once on the time comet and now is my God. The time is yet to come. They say now is. It's not yet time for me to step into my miraculous ministry, but because there is a need now for something, I will step into it. Hallelujah! So, though we talk of timing, don't become so stereotyped and just be procrastinating everything and pushing everything ahead and say it's not yet time. It's not a time. It's not a time. You have to also understand that you have to have the ability to pull some of the things in the future, in the now. Let me give you an example. What could wash away our sins? The blood of Jesus, right? The blood of Jesus, right? Jesus had to die on the cross before our sins will be forgiven. Right? Right? Are we settled with that? How comes Jesus meets a man paralyzed? They bring him from a roof. And the first thing Jesus says is, your sins are forgiven. Has the blood been shed? Has the blood been shed? How comes Matthew chapter 8 verse 17 you can check that it says Jesus made a crowd and he healed all of them and in fact raised it, did all those miracles and he said and he did it that it might be fulfilled that himself took upon him uh, uh he, he took upon himself our infirmities that this thing he did was to fulfill that but has the, has he already received stripes Bible says by his stripes we were healed. He has not yet received stripes. How is he healing? So, the spiritual can manipulate time. Is somebody getting me? That's why the Bible tells us of the powers of the age to come. it's a power of an age to come but there are people who can tap into it and their shadows like Peter start raising the dead powers of the age is yet to come but I stretch my faith I know there are celestial bodies to come but I say I will not be sick though I'm in a immortal body It's yet to come. It's it's not yet the time. But I pull it here. The time cometh and now is. So, for unprecedented productivity, you must master time. Secondly, you need to understand opportunity. Wow. Shut up. Oh, time will feel me here. Uh, you need to understand opportunity. One thing you have to understand is that opportunity has a lifespan. Opportunity is a door that opens for a season. Opportunity is, is just like we, we, we've titled time and chance. Chance it just happens. It's just a window that has just opened for this season. Permit me use a biological, uh, example. Amen. You know, there's a cell in biology called a sperm cell. Amen. Actually, when this cell unites, With an egg, it forms an organism. Hallelujah. But if this cell is released and there is no egg for it to unite with, it dies. But does that mean that that cell did not contain all the abilities to create a human being? It's just that It did not meet the opportunity. Hallelujah. But once it reaches, it meets the opportunity, an organism is formed. That's what happens when preparation meets opportunity. Most of us have wasted opportunities because we have not been prepared. And even when the opportunities came, We didn't notice that they were open doors for us to excel. So, the opportunity of a lifetime must be seized in the lifetime of that opportunity. The opportunity of a lifetime must be seized in the lifetime of that opportunity. Because when the lifetime of that opportunity expires, you cannot access it again. Hallelujah. One other thing you need to know, note for unprecedented productivity is that, that men, men are windows of opportunity. <laughs> Can you tell your neighbor I'm your window of opportunity? Stop minimizing me. You don't know the door I can open for your life. I don't know whether you mean what you're saying. Tell your neighbor I'm a package of opportunities. You don't know that the person... Beside you will be the person that may recommend you for a job. You don't know that the person sitting beside you is the person that may recommend you to that husband. And you are minimizing and maybe talking down that person. When, when the person will come and if, what do you know about that sister? <laughs> Just get the report they will give. Hallelujah. Men are opportunities. I don't, I'm so time-conscious. Hallelujah. Joseph is in prison. Gifted. Very gifted. He went to Potiphar's house. And Potiphar's house was blessed because of him. Not even because of Potiphar's skill, Not even because of Potiphar's position. The field was flourishing. Everything was increasing in the house because of one person. Joseph, if you fire your Joseph, your house will dry up. Joseph is a package of opportunity. And when Joseph leaves Potiphar's house and goes to prison, he does not bury his gift because he's in a challenge. Why in the prison, he did not minimize people. He says, you see... This butler, you thought you were high, you have come and met me here. You thought you were somebody, you have come and met me here. One thing about opportunities is that opportunities will never show you their outcome. They will just show you that this is an open door. But it will not show you that this is, an, this is the outcome. If I do this, this is what will happen to me. Opportunities will never show you that. And Joseph walks to the butler and tells the butler, and you know, one thing is they are not the one who called for Joseph. You must know how to get contacts, how to, in fact, meet people's needs, get concerned about people. Joseph simply noticed the continence on their faces. He said, why are your faces so sad? Hallelujah. Why are your faces so sad? If we could get that level of fellowship where I just enter this place and after knowing me, you just say, bro, there's something wrong with you. You just, you know, at times we can, we can be so, you know, blessing focused that we forget that we, we, we are, we are a family. To the point where somebody is even get, go, going through a challenge and you neglect. Somebody even tells you, I'm going through this. I'm, you, you, it, it doesn't even catch your attention. But Joseph could pick a he did not, not even a word. Just his, their contenance. They were sad. And he grabbed the opportunity. Sadness was Joseph's opportunity. The wrinkle on their faces was Joseph's opportunity. And from that opportunity, he interpreted the dream. He could not predict the outcome. He did not know that that opportunity was his throne. You meet your boss, he's sad. Pray for him. Say, sir, what is wrong with you? Trust God for a word. Prophesy to Him. You never know. Men are packaged opportunities. Stop minimizing people. Hallelujah. Lastly, for unprecedented productivity, you need money. Hallelujah. You need you need hallelujah. One thing you must know is that money creates opportunities. Money magnetizes. There are some people who never come close to you unless you have money. And money increases your options. Hallelujah. Money amplifies opportunities in our lives. Money secures opportunities. <laughs> you may have an opportunity, it opens before you. But without the money, you can't secure that opportunity. Imagine this brother. Let's say he's right for marriage. Let's say he has found a sister. But he cannot secure the opportunity. And another person with the door comes and seizes the opportunity. Just be at times, you know, at times people even follow churches because of the building. Let's be let's be let's be frank. It's the way the church is so beautified. The, the, the decor, the instruments, everything that keeps those people there. So money has a rule to play. If you want to minimize the rule of money, can you imagine that after Jesus resurrected, the first witnesses of the resurrection was not Mary Magdalene, nor Peter, nor John. They were not the first. Not even, they were not the first. The first witnesses were those guys at the tomb, those soldiers at the tomb. They saw an angel descend like lightning. Kick the stone, rule it. Those guys saw it. They collapsed. Woke up and still remembered what they saw. They were not confused. They collapsed. Woke up and still remembered that. what we A terrible angel came down and ruled that stone. But when they ran and went inside to publish it, The chief priest silenced that thing with money. If money could silence the resurrection testimony. Don't minimize money. What are Rosicrucians funding their ideologies with? Is it not money? When we hear World Cup, African Nation Cup, things that don't have eternal value, they go pour money from top. But when it's gospel, a man of God just build a church and a problem. It's as if they make us feel guilty for having money. Let me tell you something. Wisdom may outwit money for some time. But wisdom can be forgotten. You may try to overcome the money problems with wisdom, wisdom. There's some time they say, forget that you wisdom. We need money for you. Passion may even try to quench the need for money. You can say he's passionate, passionate. After some time they say, wait, wait, wait. Make money, solve the problem. There are some people you can only access by the level of your prosperity. Hallelujah. So, there, there are some people. could. That's why Bible says, Joseph of Arimathea, a prosperous man. That's why he could walk into Pil- uh, uh, Pilate's house, his palace, and demand that give me the body of Jesus do you think fishermen could enter that house there's a level of access um, we we and we will get the money i say we will get the money Amen. we can't allow antichrist to propagate their doctrines with money and we feel money is just is canal and we even feel it's cannot to talk about it. We even feel it's unspiritual. Do you know God even compared God to when He was comparing worship? He said, you, "Your allegiance or your servant, your service." He said, "You can't serve Me and Mammon, because He knew money. Money is so spiritual that a man can serve it." It can command you to kneel down. If you don't dominate it, if you don't decide that money, you will be under my feet. Hallelujah. Praise God. Can we just rise on our feet?